All right, welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by any, many, mighty, mo, Watkins Construction and Roofing. Look, man, we got a lot of weather the last few weeks. Several hail storms have come through. It's going to be rain for the next few days. You're going to find out real quick if you got some, uh, if you got a leaky roof from that hail damage or if you got hail damage. And then again, here's the worst part. You might not find out water may be pooling somewhere, not leaking on down into your uh, living room or whatnot or bedrooms. Get Watkins Construction and Roofing to come out, do you a complimentary roof inspection. They're going to find out if, if you got any hail damage, if you got any shingles that need replaced. Excuse me. Uh, I snuck some candy in in the break there. I never eat candy. Uh, <laughs> I do have a little sugar in my tank this morning. <laughs> sugar has been added. Uh, <clears throat> Watkins Construction Roofing, man. Look, if your car got hail damage, if you had hail in your yard, you have most likely have hail damage on your roof. Give them a call or check them out online at WatkinsConstructionInc.com. They're going to come out. They're going to do a complimentary, that means free, uh, roof assessment. Make sure everything's good. Get you an estimate together. Maybe you just need a couple shingles replaced. Maybe your whole roof needs replaced. They'll get you lined up with your insurance company, get you everything you need to get the ball rolling. Locally owned, locally operated, industry leader, Watkins Construction and Roofing. Sean, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Sure. I know we were going to talk about this uh, Cologne stuff. Yeah, yeah. Cindy Hyde-Smith and all that. And while I find that wildly interesting, we had a way better conversation during the break. (laughs) Oh, God, okay. And nothing gets this audience fired up like COVID vaccine talk. Oh, Lord. Okay, here we go. And, And... or, or COVID talk in general. Uh, and oddly enough, we agree yeah, on this. Yeah, I know, we do. I, I mean, you threw me a curveball. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, I mean, you were on the same page on this for the most part. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they sit there, and I was saying, well, let's, we were talking about trust in media. Let's start, let's get to That's where we the, were at. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll start the conversation. We're talking about why people in general do not trust the national media, mm-hmm. don't trust authorities on anything anymore. Yep. It ain't just the national media. Anybody that tells me they're an authority automatically my ears perk up I'm like what where's the lie where's the hustle how do you benefit from being the authority with your narrative your agenda whatever mm-hmm. it is and i was like man i don't even click on mainstream news articles from the left or the right right anymore because they both have an agenda can i just get the damn news as, <laughs> not, as anymore. As not anymore not anymore and I'll, I'll make my what i do is opinion this is an mm-hmm. opinion show right. about the news sure so let, let me get the news, and I will digest and spit out my own opinion. Sure. I don't need their opinion skewing my opinion before I give it. Right. You know, we got to talking about um, all the COVID stuff and, the, and then the vaccine. And you made, a good, you made a good point. I've heard other people make it, too. You said, you know, I'm just curious if, if Trump had won re-election. Mm-hmm. And because the COVID vaccine was his baby. Yeah, Operation Warp Speed. Operation Warp Speed. I love Star Wars. That was a great name. Trump, know, it was. I mean, Trump Force One, um, <laughs> yeah. Space Force. Yeah. Hi, hyper, what was it called? Trump likes a lot of TV. He really does, <laughs> he does. doesn't he? He does. Well, what was it? Warp Speed. Warp oh. Speed. Operation Warp Speed, yeah. Well, we're going to get this baby up to plaid. Yeah, that's That would have been great. Well, Trump would have been more like Spaceballs, the movie, than Star Wars, though. Well, when Spaceballs, where they, they got the plaid? Right. Yeah, we, he asked for the combination to his luggage. It's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's yes, the one. I, I, was, I was telling my friend the other night about Spaceballs, and she had never seen it. I'm like, we're going to have to watch Spaceballs one night. <laughs> that's a great, it's a great movie. It is. Well, that, that, and what's the other Mel Brooks movie that... Uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. I've never seen that. I've never watched that. Everybody tells me you got to watch it. I've never seen it. It's hilarious. All right. So, but we were saying if Trump had won re-election, 
and the, it had all unfolded exactly the same, mm-hmm. but it had been Trump doing it right with mandates, which I don't believe he would have done the mandates. I, I really don't. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it would have played well with telling people they got to get this or get fired. Would the left had been all in on the vaccine still and the general population Would the right had been all out or do we, f- do we flip? That, that's the that's the question. I think it'd be really interesting because he had pushed the vaccine. He actually, if you, you want to give somebody credit for the vaccine, you got to give Donald Trump credit for the vaccine. The vaccine exists because he funded it. If he had won re-election, I, I, I just wanted to see what would happen. Would that have shifted what people's thoughts on it? Would the right have been like, man, uh, Donald Trump says to take it, you know, stick it in my arm. And would the left have been like, well, we're not going to uh, trust the Trump vaccine. I mean, Kamala I said it. Kamala did say that. She did say that. So I just, it, our, is our, are our medical opinions based on politics now, which it seems to be very much so. It's interesting because, you know, we, we, we were talking and we, we took ourselves back. You said summer of 2020. Right, summer. Yeah. So you said summer of 2020. I believe all of us would have drank the dang vaccine. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we thought it would have. I've done uh, vaccine jello shots, whatever yeah, they wanted me to it, do. If it opened things back up. But by that point, by the time they started trying to mandate it, everything was back open. Right. Then they're saying, oh, now you have to get it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, again, I think you're right. I think timing has a lot to do with it. I think summer of 2020. You know, depending on what you did for a living, if you were a, uh, like me, I was always allowed to work the whole time. I was mm-hmm. an essential employee at the car lot. Right, right. You know? yeah. And uh, people that were unessential, you know, hairstylists, restaurant people, so on and so forth, that couldn't work. Uh, they'd have been in line, politics be damned, put it in my veins. I think so. That's I, what I think so. I probably would have, too, if I couldn't have worked, and that mm. was the key to get me get back to work. And Donald Trump is still president telling you it's okay. I think it would have changed the dynamic of it for a lot of people. Uh, well, no doubt. Or, or again, if it had been available in the summer of 2020. Right, right, sure. When he was still I mean, president. Yeah, that's what I mean. While oh, he was yeah. president in summer 2020, Donald Trump saying, take this vaccine, you know, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll feel better and you'll get on The Apprentice next season. Like, everybody would have taken it. That's yeah, on the right. Because you've been shut down March, April, May, June. You know, by July or August, you're, sick, you're five to seven months into this thing. Right, sure. And it's like, we got to get back to school. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. You know, people are tired of being home with their kids, right? Yeah, yeah tired of being home. Divorce rates skyrocket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so on and so forth. It, I, I am curious. It, it makes a great point. Is what? Wh- where? I know everybody's going to have their answer now. Nobody's going to pretend mm-hmm. that they would have deviated. But I'm here to tell sure. you. I mean, if if you're talking summer of 2020, and I'm not allowed to work until this thing is is on, mm-hmm. I can't sit here with a straight face and tell you I, I, I wouldn't have taken it. I mean, I, I really. Would have to readjust my thinking, not because Trump being president, but the timing. Right. But but then the timing. Changed. But that helped that he was president for you, yeah. right? It would have helped if he had said you know, that was his program, and I'm sure it would have it would have been better than for you, Joe Biden, yeah. right? Yeah. Like well, saying, I, I, like, well, I told you all I'm I'm untrusting of vaccines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, like I mean, I support Mississippi parents for vaccine rights, all that stuff. Okay. You know, so but but again, I'm trying to put myself in somebody's shoes. That wasn't considered essential, which, boy, what a joke. If I'm running against Tate Reeves, speaking mm-hmm. of which, mm-hmm. if, if I'm running against Tate Reeves, uh, if I'm Brandon Presley, uh, see, the problem is Brandon Presley's a Democrat, so his opinions moot on what, what he would have done because Democrats, in our minds, feel like they would have kept everything shut down longer. Right, that seemed right. to be the very Democrat way of doing things during the COVID. Well, I think it was. Down. I mean, I think there's been plenty of evidence for that, right? That yes. Democrats I, were lockdowns. Republicans were opening things up. But, but, but if thing. I'm a Republican and I'm primarying Tate Reeves, mm-hmm. I remind everybody about were you essential or unessential. Mm-hmm. Tate Reeves doesn't think all Mississippians are essential. The, it writes itself. 
They say you can't get to the right. Of, you, you can't get far enough right in Mississippi. You, mm-hmm. you need to get to as far right as you can. Everybody says right now, well, you can't get to the right of Tate. You can't get to the right of Tate. Well, you can remind everybody, Tate went very left with uh, essential versus unessential. Churches mm-hmm. were closed. Schools were closed. Sure. I, I'd be I'd be front center just reminding everybody of that. But wasn't that at the time when every state governor was doing that? It kind of like, it didn't seem like anybody really knew what to do, especially in March of 2020. Everybody was kind of just follow the leader at that point. I mean, let's go back to March 2020. Who was the leader? Nobody, really. That's That was the, that was the interesting about it. But, I mean, What's his name? Andrew Cuomo was on TV every day, and everybody thought he was a great guy. Then look what happened to him. Look, one of my the one of the dumbest things I, that have ever come out of my mouth, and I own it to this day, was er, that that first thirty days or so Cuomo was on there every day, being very matter of fact. And yeah, Tate Reeves was nowhere to be found, hiding mm-hmm. in a basement somewhere. Apparently, he had been out of, out of the country and got COVID. You oh, know, is that what it was? I couldn't remember. That's what I heard anyway. But Tate was nowhere to be found for the first couple of weeks of this thing. And mm-hmm. Cuomo's on TV every day. I was like, man, that is what a leader looks like. Yeah, I thought everybody Ooh. thought, well, this guy's great. I mean, yeah. it's one of those. It's just like after 9-11. You remember, I'm, I was never a George W. Bush fan, but I couldn't wait till that night till he got on TV and made me feel better. And yeah. he talked about how we're going to get him and all that oh, stuff. When, and, when he stood on that pile of rubble. In oh, Lord, man. That was. I yeah. hear you. And the rest of the world's going to hear you soon. Or the people who brought these buildings down. Yeah. going to hear all of us. Like, Whoa. It's inspiring know? still. And I, like I said, I didn't vote for him either time. So You know, like the uh, like the whole let's roll lie mm-hmm. on yeah. the plane. Right. Uh, you know, I, I believe that to the very end. Mm-hmm. You, what do you mean that guy didn't say let's roll? Right. Of course, they've never said he didn't. But, I mean, I, how did we know? Yeah. I, was, there a, was there a cell phone? I don't, a black box recording to that? I can't remember what that, what that I, I is. How we knew uh, that. Uh, I don't know how we knew that. Allegedly, somebody was on the phone, on a cell phone with a family member, and they heard it. Yeah, I know his name is Todd, right? It's Todd something. I but, believe so, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't believe that now. Mm-hmm. Right, know? right. Yeah, nobody would say, let's roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I want to believe it happened. It makes for a great story. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. He said, let's roll, and we we just all died with the terrorists. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think they did rush the plane, though. I think that part is definitely true, right? That's why it saved the uh, capital, is what they always say, right? That's what they United, said. United 1993? Yeah, United yeah, 93. The one that went down to Pennsylvania? Yeah, the Shanksville, right. Yes. So, you know, we're getting way off. off yeah, base right, here. we are. But, um, we're old. We're talking about 9 11. You know, that's, yeah. that's where we are. There's a whole other uh, set of arguments to be had there. Yeah, absolutely. 9 11 being an inside job. I mean, you could go down that rabbit hole. I'm surprised they still allow any of that stuff on YouTube. They. They've taken so much conspiracy theory stuff, which that's what made YouTube was the conspiracy theory. Oh, right, videos. right, right. You know, was 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 nine eleven an inside job? What was it, Fahrenheit nine eleven, or was that the that was Michael Moore's movie back then? That's right. right. Michael Moore had a movie called Fahrenheit nine eleven. You know, those conspiracy two cents, that- loose change. Okay, I think I, it was the name it was the name of the 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 nine eleven the real conspiracy documentary one was loose change loose change I don't think I ever saw that you know there's been those kind of conspiracies forever there's a conspiracy that you know, FDR allowed Pearl Happen Pearl Harbor to happen so we could get into World War Two I mean, there's that conspiracy that was going on around forever oh yeah well that that we knew it was coming right but I mean it, it's kind of ridiculous because that means he was going to risk his entire Pacific fleet almost and I don't think that really makes military sense that he would have done that but that's the conspiracy theory anyway I know look I will. Say I do love I, I do love a good conspiracy theory. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a conspiracy theorist. 
because I think to be a conspiracy theorist, you create conspiracies. Yeah. But I, I do enjoy hearing a good one and kind of seeing it through to the end. Right. Yeah. My problem with conspiracies is that, you know, it, it, it's two more people agree to do something illegal. That's the legal definition, right? And then usually it's hard to keep a conspiracy quiet. Somebody always talks. I mean, somebody says something. So all these conspiracies that have been existing for so long, I am, I'm, just, I'm just skeptical because somebody would have said something. That's the way I always look at it. True enough. Well, so speaking of conspiracies, pulling this thing back to COVID, that's yeah. what everybody got called was a conspiracy theorist. Uh, sure. You know, you made a good point. Well, when they kept calling Trump racist, if he if he said, well, it came from a Wuhan lab. Well, why are you saying China? Because it came from China. Yeah. And we're, we're on the same page on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and come to find out, as as we've gotten a little time, Trump was right about all this stuff concerning COVID. Well, he. He was he was right about I don't know that he's right for the right reasons is the way I'm going to say about the Chinese lab. I think he just was taking the alternate position that Democrats were taking at the time. I think that's what they both sides were doing. They were taking the position that the other one wasn't when everybody should just came together. But instead of that, because we don't do that anymore, I don't know when the last time we ever have, but they took the alternate positions. But I think that, yes, he was right that that lab he didn't have evidence, I don't think, at the time about the lab leak, but it just made sense because there was a lab in Wuhan. That was doing that gain of function research, mm-hmm. and so it, 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 it wasn't something to dismiss. Like, oh no, this happened in the wet market. Somebody ate a bat, or whatever the theory was. And, and that, and, and now it's like, oh no, there was a lab. They're doing gain of function research, and that's been the most likely source. I mean, it, but, it, it's taken us three years to get to that point when we we could have plainly seen that at the outset of this. And the, the 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 wet market thing was straight out of that movie. Oh, right. Um, the one with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow or something you're talking about? Yes. I, I mean, the name, but they just took that plot straight out of the news. Right. Of, Contagion. Uh, Contagion. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about, I went, of course, like most people, I went back and watched that. Me too. During, in, the, right. in the early days, I'm like, well, good Lord. I watched a lot of things. I mean, that was just a ton I mean, of stuff. I, I watched, um, I, I watched Tiger King twice. Oh, did you? I watched Waterworld. That's how bored I got. You know, I was like, Kevin Costner in Waterworld. How can you watch that? One of the biggest flops of all time. Right. That's what it was in 1995. All right. Let's take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to get this train back on the tracks here. And we're going to talk about this Cindy Hyde Smith uh, rejecting the Cologne. Yep. Scott Cologne. Nomination. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back with uh, On the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron right here on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, if you're out car shopping this weekend, come and see me over at Ellis Autoplex, 2195 Highway 471. We've got a slew of quality pre-owned F-150s, Dodge Rams. Yeah, Dodge Rams. We've got a couple of F-250s also. So if you need a, a three-quarter ton, I got you covered. Uh, we are constantly buying stuff. We've just got a nice white Toyota SR5 premium in yesterday haven't been through the shop yet so it's not cleaned up and ready to sell but i will sell it to you if you want it we will expedite it so check us out online ellisautoplex.com we call it little truck city over there because that's what we specialize in is trucks hey we also buy vehicles so if you're looking to sell yours you don't want to deal with all the marketplace maniacs and craigslist crazies come by and see me we'll make you a fair market value offer on it and we will cut you a check on the spot bring your title with you if you don't have your title you have a payoff no problem make sure you have your 10-day payoff bring all your lien holder information and we'll get that covered on our end so it's easy to sell easy to do business with ellis autoplex right hey if you got bad credit i have a way to go for you too so give me a call if you got enough money down we can get you financed i just want to be honest with you it's going to take some money down if you got bad credit so that is what it is you got to pay to play LSAutoplex.com. 
right, here live in the ClayEdwardShow.com studios, I've got Sean Yurkron with me. I'm getting better at it. Yep, just, man, you're great. rolling off the tongue now. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to be calling you by your last name. Oh, Yurkron. Hey, you know, some people do. Some people well, do. You never know. What was your knee's nickname for you for years? Uh, well, at the DA's office, everybody called me Turk. That That's was, it, Turk. Yeah, but I, you know, people still from the DA's office, they call me Turk, and I, and they still do, and I, I joke about that. I said, you know, that was cool when I was 28, but I'm like a 43-year-old man. Can we drop the nicknames? I'm, I'm Sean <laughs> at 43. Not, not Turk was cool at 28 when I was, you know, out drinking every night, but 43 when I'm drinking Sleepy Time Tea and watching Netflix, I, I'd rather go by Sean. I, I know. I've dropped V from in front of Clay as <laughs> I've gotten older. Yeah. That's, the, the Clay. The Clay. The Clay, right. It just, it just doesn't fit when you're in your 40s anymore. You're like, it's just, you're not as cool. Well, me and all my friends thought we were rappers. Uh, we didn't actually rap or anything like that, but we thought we were rappers and we, th- we thought we were like No Limit Records and stuff. And one of my friends called me C-Note for years. Actually, two of them did. And it all started out as a joke. One night, a buddy of mine called me. He's like, um, he's like, uh, what are we going to do tonight? I said, I don't know. I got a $100 bill. We can go out and party. You might as well call me C-Note because mm. a C-Note's a $100 bill. Right, sure. And uh, it just stuck, unfortunately. <laughs> That's they, so, they, Nobody calls you that anymore. Uh, still to this day, my buddy Sonny Evans uh, and Bucky Combs still call me C-Note. 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 I can't so. shake the Turk thing with a group of my buddies. They still like, hey, Turk, and I, one of my buddy's sons uh, works for me in the afternoon, and He's uh, 18, and he calls me Mr. Turk. Mr. And I'm like, okay. okay. It's like, evolved. It's evolved into Mr. Turk now. It was Turk when I was cool in my 20s. Well, I don't know if I was cool whatever, but you know, it was Turk, and now it's uh, Mr. Turk in, in my 40s. So. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you know, it was funny. Even funnier about the C-Note thing is $100 wouldn't take us far tonight. No, no, it would not. But, you know, quarter pitchers and, and nickel beer. Right, it, it, it would get you. It get you a long way at the edge back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I could still go to Martin's though and, and get out of there with uh, under a hundred bucks. So that's about it for that's one person. For me, just for me, just for yeah, me. I mean, a yeah. hundred bucks would get us in, get us loaded. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole nine yards. For yeah, three, three or four of us. You know, now, no, 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 no. If you did t- two people, it's it's definitely everything's over hundred bucks. Man, you can't even go to a Mexican restaurant now for two people and spend less than fifty without drinks. It, easy. I'm easy. kind of mad. That's for he to say eleven dollars on the menu <laughs> times two. Where where does the fifty dollars come from? I don't get it. The, the queso gets you every time. Yeah, they, they, yeah, everybody has to go get queso. I and, mean, they probably charge like twenty bucks for that. And you don't even know because everybody just says, "Oh, I'll have, do you want the cheesecake?" Of course I do. No yeah. one says no. And I always ask for extra sour cream with the fajitas. I bet you that's five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That spend the first spoonful. The first hit's for free. The second one's where we get you. That's where they get you. And then the margaritas depends on where you got. You got to know where which one you're going to. Like if you go to El Charo in Lakeland, that's across from my office. It's reasonable. You can have three or four. But if you go to like some places like like, oh man, the margarita was fourteen dollars a margarita. Yeah, you get into the fancier names that don't have L in front of them. Oh, the like, elitist Mexican restaurants, like what I call them. Right? Yeah, that's like, like the elitist Mexican. You, restaurants. you better be ready to spend some money. That's what's going to happen. I don't do the elitist Mexican restaurants. I think Mexican restaurants are not supposed to be elitist yeah. places. If it's got L or La in front of it, it's usually pretty affordable. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but if it, but if it's like a, a if it's like sombrero or whatever, that place is you know you got to yeah. wear a tie. If it's got like, a swanky single name, <laughs> you're going to pay more. That's right. It's going to be good i'm not knocking them oh yeah no it's means. great it's just expensive yeah. right they, they 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 upgrade the fajitas from flank steak to sirloin yeah that's it it's it's a it's it's a nice place absolutely all right so look, let's jump into this man sure you there's a story that you, you kind of you're really got you interested it's the uh cindy hyde smith blocks biden judge pick yeah. for mississippi over trans rights and a soros pack sure. bring us up to speed on this because i already know that if he was pro-trans i'm anti him yeah i know i get you this is uh a story about Scott Colum, who's the DA over in uh, Starkville, Columbus District. I think that's the 16th Circuit Court District. My buddies all worked over there. I'm sure they'd 
kick me if I didn't get the number right. Anyway, um, and he's been the DA. He was elected, I believe, in 2015. Um, I've known him for many years. We're friends on Facebook. and those guys. He's a great, wonderful guy, terrific district attorney. Um, he was a black guy that has won in a majority white district two times. Last time, I believe he was actually unopposed. This time, I think he's only opposed because everybody thought he was going to get the federal judgeship. Mike Mills, a judge in the Northern District of Mississippi, had I think took senior status or maybe retired, and and Scott was supposed to fill his spot. And they're waiting on the, the Republican senators have to issue, I believe, what's called a blue slip. And Roger Wicker turned his in and was okay with it. And Cindy Hyde Smith has been sitting on it for at least six to eight months, as far as I know, what I've been hearing. And she decided finally that she's not going to turn it in. And she's basing it on the fact that you know he's a Soros-backed district attorney and that he had signed a letter regarding to uh, transgender gender rights, which the letter said in summary that they weren't going to prosecute people that conducted gender-affirming surgery. I believe that's the substance of it. Yeah. Well, uh, on minors. On minors, excuse me. Yes, right, right. You, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Big, bigger topic here. Mm-hmm. Why would you do a gender-affirming care on somebody who's not old enough to make that decision legally themselves? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, of course, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm Sean, the lawyer, a former lawyer, right? And, sure. and, and uh, so I don't know what the medical necessity of that is. I, it, to me, obviously, in face value, it sounds ridiculous. Like, why would you perform a surgery on minors like that? Shouldn't they have to be an adult? But I, again, I'm not a doctor. I think that would be a question that you know you'd have to get asked a doctor. But if there was some sort of medical necessity, now as far as I've read, the, what they're claiming to be a medical necessity is a suicide rate. I think that may be right. But well, the suicide rate goes up exponentially after the yeah after the surgery. It's like fifty percent. Sure. When sure. they when they realize, oh crap, the Facebook likes, the TikTok tweets, or mm-hmm. whatever, all the social contagion side of this has gone away. Yeah. Now I'm stuck. Right. And I'm confused and I've done the most extreme thing I can possibly do to myself and still be alive mm-hmm. and nobody cares anymore. Well, the I'm, love and affirmation's done. Yeah, I mean, but is it, those two that issue and the I think the issue about uh you know, a transgender man playing women's sports has been kind of the big hot topic issues, right? My question Clay to this is and I know I'm probably on the alternate side of you on it is is why is this in the public discourse? I don't I mean Let's take it this way. In 2019, did you, have you ever even heard of these transgender issues? I don't. I don't remember discussing this. Why has this become the the issue du jour of America right now? I just feel like there's a lot of focus on attacking a group of people um, to for, to make political points. Well, it's a lot of focus. Okay, so the other side of it, right? And I love having these conversations yep. because we can have a real conversation. I'm not trying to change your mind. You're not trying to change. Sure, mind. we're just asking questions here. Um, I feel like. Uh, it's being shoved down my throat from every direction uh, in, in the world. Every but who's time, every shoving time, it down your throat? Is it the transgender the, people the, themselves this, this or transgender, the, the This transgender agenda. Mm-hmm. I refer to it as the LGBTQ plus agenda. Right. I have, and I, I always clarify this and because I don't want to be taken out of context. I have no problem with, with gay stuff at, at all. 100% never have, never will. Plenty of gay friends. I, I'm referring to the agenda itself. And the agenda itself is... Um, the, the drag queen story time at school. It's pushing this narrative to kids. It's telling parents that you don't have the right to decide if your if your four year old decides they want their their transgender whatever mm-hmm. that and they want to have gender affirming surgery. The parents can be arrested in some states if they try to block it. There's a there's a dad in Texas mm-hmm. who's the mother of the child, a minor, 
moved to California to have, because it's a gender affirm, a gender surgery sanctuary, however you want to say that, gender affirming surgery right. san- sanctuary or whatever. Okay. The father cannot stop this from happening. I haven't read about that. Yeah, and I forget the name. This was a big case a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I have real problems with that. I have real problems with uh, the state getting involved in, in in these surgeries. And now, and now uh, Biden and them are coming out saying on like Title IX, anybody that gets federal funding, mm-hmm. any school that gets federal funding, that you can't stop. And I, I had this conversation with my friend the other day. Uh, and for people who get confused with the transgender stuff. A transgender man is a biological woman. A transgender woman is a biological man. Okay. So just reverse it. Right. If it's man, it's woman. If it's woman, it's man. Gotcha. So they're saying transgender women Mm -hmm. who are biological men, you have to allow them to play sports with biological women. That's not fair. That affects scholarships. That affects championships. That affects everything. Yeah, I mean – I think at the outset of this, I said those are the two issues I actually agree with you on is the gender-affirming surgery for minors is, sure. is not correct and, and playing of sports and those things. But is the transgender community pushing this on us or is this just somebody – I feel like the left and the right are pushing – I don't. I feel like the sure. transgender community so they, is actually getting victimized well, by, major by being made a political pawn in this game. These That's major corporations like. are being rewarded through this ESG stuff mm-hmm. and all of that to push these agendas and to open up all these – doors and making it a bigger deal than it should be if somebody wants to if somebody's transgender and god bless the, the a true transgender person people who were born with the dysphoria yeah, gender, gender dysphoria right gender dysphoria sure. god god bless them man mm-hmm. uh, you know, nobody's talking about them right um we're talking about people who feel trapped in their body but mm-hmm. i also feel like this is a big social contagion deal right are you familiar with the with the term no go ahead explain that one to me social contagion um I feel like this is being everybody suddenly being transgender. Every celebrity suddenly having a transgender child. Mm. This is a it's a social like when it's, it's cool trendy. to be gay. I've heard it, it, uh, yeah, exactly. I've heard a lot of, a lot of like, gay friends of mine tell me that that like right now it's fashionable to be gay. Yeah, same, same concept. Oh, they're doing it. Everybody's doing it. It must be cool, right? Kind right. of thing. Um, I, I on the flip side, we could take like a right wing social mm. contagion, uh, a bit of the MAGA movement. You mm-hmm. could say it's kind of a social contagion. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, just everybody to, wants to be in a militia now, right? Or they're like, I'm, a, I'm part of this. I'm an oath keeper. I'm, a, you know, I want to be part of a militia because yeah. it's cool to be in a militia. Yeah, so even it's, though it's not the 18th century anymore. Same concept. Right. You know, it's like it's, they're doing it, and I and I tend to agree with what they're doing. I like the way all that looks. So they look, they're getting a bunch of positive attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the on the right side, we have a lot of grifters over yep. here. You know, people who jump into it. And they're suddenly right wing, and they're good. They're really good speakers and talkers. So they they start a podcast, and people are probably like, "Clay, are you looking in a mirror?" <laughs> right, right, right. I've I've always been right wing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, so it's a bit of a social contagion. Back to the initial point there. Sure. I, no, that's actually I, I've, I've I didn't know there was a term for it, but uh, I've had that discussion with people before that this is like certain things are like I'm going to do this to be cool. I get that, but I I think in in that though. I feel like the transgender community is getting victimized by both sides. Like the left is pushing this certain agenda, and then the right is passing bills left and right, making this a bigger issue than than it is. And and like everybody's using them as a political pawn right now to get what they want. And well, that, I think that's that, that's unfortunate for them. Is my problem? Well, okay. So I, I try to have some perspective here and say that there's always this loud minority mm-hmm. that comes across like they speak for the whole 
yeah. the whole side, whatever side of the argument you're on. There's always the and loud, everything. Right. the loud minority. And with the transgender stuff, there's an extremely loud uh, minority of these people who are the transgenders mm-hmm. that keep telling us, "If you're not our ally, you're our enemy." Well, right. I don't want to agree with this stuff, but I don't care what you do to you. Let's take a call real quick. Sure. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, Ricardo. Just calling up, just listening to you guys. I'm doing some paperwork. Um, I think I take a different, but I think I take, well, I know I take your position, Clay, but your guest is talking about being shoved down the transgender's um, throat. Maybe you should have a little daughter who's going in the bathroom at eight years old and having a 19-year-old guy come in there and swip out their slong and say that I now identify as a female. Who's getting what shoved down their throat at that point? And we have got to quit using the term shoved down throats when describing this transgender and, and LGBT well, stuff. I, that and, was what was said. No, no, I, 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 I know. That, that wasn't pointed at you. That was pointed at me. I know I opened up that. I opened up Pandora's box there. No, hey, look, great point. We got to take a break real quick. Sean's going to answer that on the other side. Well, he probably can't, but anyway. I appreciate it, brother. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back with Sean's rebuttal. Uh, Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here in the com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Hey, fathers of young daughters, to this conversation that we're having, uh, what a great time to get your kids involved in uh, children's jiu-jitsu. And you can do this at Gracie South. they got two different locations. Uh, one in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive, and one in Pearl on Fairmont Avenue. And hey, man, it's way more than just a, uh, just children's jiu-jitsu. They have uh, adult jiu-jitsu taught under Hoist, Gracie, Black Belt, Chance Shepherd, fitness kickboxing, a great non-monotonous workout. Also, as I mentioned, kids jiu-jitsu. Going to help your kids with confidence, mental focus, and bully prevention. Also, women this is a big one here, especially if you know in and around Jackson, in and around these high crime areas. Women's uh, only self-defense classes taught with a female instructor. So there's a no male intimidation environment. Some of the perks they offer at Gracie, at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing are a 6,000 square foot facility, 2,400 square feet of training mats, showers, private changing areas, locker rentals, gi and laundry service, as well as, uh, as I mentioned, the two locations. Check them out online at Gracie south.com and uh your first week is free and if you mention that you heard it on the clay edwards show after that first week you're gonna get 20 percent off your membership stuff so check them out and uh get ready to be a badass all right here on the radio with me i got sean york Karan. and sean let's just jump right back into it sure last caller mentioned the if you're a father of a daughter who mm-hmm. has going to bathroom with these nut jobs blah 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 yeah and that was exactly what i was going to say he kind of beat me to it um as a father and my daughter was, you know, still in school, mm-hmm. still in elementary school, when this whole thing got kicked up in North Carolina. That's where this whole— Back in, like, 2014 or so. Right that's where this that's whole right. battleground, this transgender battleground got started, if my memory serves me correct, was North Carolina bathrooms. Something like that, right. Right. And <clears throat> that's the way it was packaged and sold to us, mm-hmm. was there's going to be dudes pretending to be girls just for the sake of it in the bathrooms with our little girls. Right. Well, hell no, there ain't. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think to a man, any father out there, regardless of political leanings, when you get when it comes down to nutcracking time, nobody wants that situation for their daughters. 
Right, uh, but I think you just said something great. Pretended to be the issue has. And my question to listeners is: Has anybody actually gone to the bathroom with a transgender person, or had their daughter be in the bathroom with a transgender woman who's who's a man? Has that ever been an actual issue that you have faced in your life? The next question I'd ask yourself is: How many transgender people do you personally know? And not that you personally, or even I mean, make that easier that you've met before. And I think, and this is my greater point, Clay. We're making this into an issue that it isn't, and I think that's because the left and the right are using them as a political pawn and playing it out for their advantages. And that, I think that's kind of that's unsettling, unsettling for that group of people because nobody, I guarantee, you, no people, we know has ever had a situation where they're like, "Man, my daughter was in the bathroom with a transgender woman, and it was scary." That's just never happened to anybody we know. I'm willing to bet on that. But if somebody wants to call in and say that's happened to them, we'd be glad to listen to you. All right, phone lines are lit up. Let's go. Hey, you're back on there, brother. Hey, man. Sean, do they nickname you Melba Toast because you're weak as you can be? Do you even keep up with the news of what happened in Virginia with the girl that was assaulted twice when the school board stuff that went on and when they started targeting parents? who were complaining to the school boards. So you never know anyone has had that happen. I, I How don't. How many of these are reported? Okay, I know. But here's, you? Let, me just, let me just settle the science real quick. Pretending. If you have a slong, you're pretending to be a woman. End of story. Have you ever met anybody that's transgender? I have met them multiple times. Have you ever gone to the bathroom with what? them? or? I don't have to because I go in the men's restroom. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, has a transgender man ever gone in the bathroom with you? A woman going into the men's bathroom with me? Right. That's what I'm asking. Uh, I'm usually at the stall, so if they're, <laughs> they're not, they're usually squatting I'm just, because they're a woman. I'm just saying, is this so a problem that you've kick, ever here's faced? My here's my kicker. Here's my kicker okay. on this. Okay. You're pretending as long as you're carry, you're you're pretending. So you said, "Oh, pretending to be a transgender." Guess what? You ain't got one. You ain't one. And you're sitting there trying to ride down the middle. Oh, I'm transgender friends. I have this. You man, just your nickname's a mailbook. I didn't say I had transgender friends. friends. I just said that they're being victimized. I don't. I don't know any they're transgender people either. Unless like no, you, I don't know any. You know, I don't know any transgender. Oh, hey, they're not being victimized. They're causing everyone else to be victimized because of their mental disorder. It's a because they're it, pretending to be a woman or pretending to be a man when they're not. If they go and get the adedictomy or chop the things off. Then they can talk, but until they're care- if they're carrying the sexual organs of another thing, they're not a woman and they're not a man. But what does that have to do with the bathrooms? Question. I'm just trying to like the, the, the bathroom I'm, issue. The, two, the girl that got raped in in, in Virginia that happened. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up oh, after yeah, the that, show. Well, that was the big you, one. That was the one that got you don't know what it is. It's all over the news. Hey, hey brother, I got to take another call. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, that was a big one. Same kid raped two different girls at two mm-hmm. different schools, and that's why you have a whole other governor there in Virginia now. Let's take another call real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're on there. Yeah, good morning. Um, I think the the real issue here is hey John, real quick, you're gonna have to, you got two yeah, t- two the, minutes. The real issue two minutes. Is, is everybody has a right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness, whether you're transgender, whether you're a woman wanting to be a man. The the real issue here is parents. And if a parent allows their child to have transgender surgery or what have you, that's their right as a parent. And if they've consulted their physician, that should be between that parent, that child, and their physician. 
it should not be the government stepping in. Now, if you're a conservative, as you say you are, you want the government out of your business. That should be between as long as there's a parent and they consult their physician, that should be their business. Now, this issue of the transgender person being the boogeyman, let me tell you who the boogeyman is. The boogeyman is the, is the man that you see every day. That heterosexual male, that's the boogeyman. That's the guy I worry about well, are, for my well, dog. Wouldn't that make you the boogeyman? That's what I'm saying. I, guys that look like me, we're the boogeyman. We're the ones that go out and we commit these heinous crimes. There are men, heterosexual men, that abuse and violate women. That pretend to be women and go in the bathroom. John, John, do, do you, you're, you have a daughter. I've heard you talk about your daughter. I do. Uh, do you want a transgendered woman, who's actually a man, in the bathroom with your daughter? Okay, I just answered that question for you, Clay. A man does not belong in a in any female bathroom, but your 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 rapists are heterosexual males. The boogeyman is the what, guy. Ra- racist. No, see, we're going to stop it there. We're not talking about race. You said you're racist or heterosexual males. That is not what we're talking about. That, that, that we're not going to take this that direction. Let's take a break real quick. We're going to come back, land the plane for the day. And uh, we got them fired up this morning. The phone lines are jammed up. Let's go straight to a call real quick to close out the show. Hey, caller, you going there? You got about one minute. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that like, I understand the transgender stuff. Uh, nobody wants a dude in the bathroom. But I don't know when the last time people have been in a women's bathroom, but they're all stalled. So ain't nobody whipping out nothing and I mean, I don't want to repeat the, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> the phrase. Yeah, gotcha. but yeah, I well, mean, I, I think the fear is them. Down. I think the fear is them uh, physically, physically attacking a girl. I don't think it's just you know, hey, look, look over here next to me. You know, I think it's physically attacking as a as a father. And then the, that's my concern. The, uh, the thing that the guy brought up in Virginia, the girl had sex with that guy twice. Yeah, but that guy also raped another, a girl in the bathroom and raped another one in the bathroom, pretending to be a no, girl. I'm saying no, he raped the girl that. He had sex with twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they had a consensual sex relationship. Yeah. But but uh, he raped a separate girl at a different school, too. He he had two different situations. Mm, okay. I mean, I'm going to have to look that one up, too. But, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. All right, brother. I got to jump. Yeah. All, right. All right, Sean. Closing out, man. We, uh. We stepped on a stick of dynamite there. <laughs> yeah. On the yeah. landmine there at the end. I we knew we kind of would, though. I knew that, you know, I'm going to defend the transgender community, and that's not going to make a lot of people happy. But And I'm going to, you know. But I'm not here to make people happy, Clay. Well, it's, it's, it's like I, me either. I, I, see you've, uh, I see you've officially been welcomed to the uh, to the fan club over there. Yeah, someone just threatened me while we are on air, so that was nice. Yep. Uh, hey, you were officially part of the. I've patched you in. I've given Sean a Clay Edwards Show sticker and a Save Jackson Drank sticker. Drank the blood of the deer, you know. That's, yep. the, that's, what it's, that's what's going on. Well, remember, we're going to have these tough conversations. Sean will be with me every Wednesday, 7 to 9. And uh, that's kind of – we were going to do law call, but we're going to go whatever direction the party takes us. And uh, that's what we'll do. So, look, coming up next, Jim Thorne, followed by Jameson. See you all Monday. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.